a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. And as always, we got a lot of ground to cover on the fastest 60 minutes in radio as we try to slow things down, help you divide the rage from the reason, elevate the conversation, connect the dots, and help you make the news make sense today. And uh, we're continuing to track uh, all the things that are happening around the country, and, including the uh, hurricane uh, down in the south, uh, Hurricane Laura, and uh, the devastation there. Obviously, that's going to stretch and test and tax FEMA in a uh, in a big way, pandemic and all. Uh, you continue to, to hear uh, updates on that here on KSL News Radio throughout the day today. And uh, we're going to have a little fun today. Of course, uh, we'll uh, recap a little bit of what happened last night at the uh, Republican National Convention, day three, final day for them today, uh, just as we did with the Democrats last week. Some interesting speeches, some that fell flat, some that really soared, and we'll break those down as we go through. You, you want to stick with us. Coming up at 1120, we're going to be joined by Christian Sagers from the Deseret News. Uh, he wrote a brilliant piece on a lot of the challenges that are going on at our universities talking about the uh, coddling of the American mind and uh, how we actually need to look at students at colleges and why they may not be behaving like adults. Uh, find out why. You want to you wanna know this, and uh, Christian wrote a brilliant piece on that. We'll break that down coming up at 1120. Uh, also coming up on the uh, show today, 1135, we're going to break down uh, Historic Day, uh, anniversary of Martin Luther King's uh, historic speech, powerful speech on the Mall in Washington, D.C., the I Have a Dream speech, and some really cool opportunities here in the state of Utah to celebrate that speech in a most unique way. Uh, find out what that is coming up at 1135, and we'll uh, break down all the other interesting and fascinating news of the day as we try to elevate the conversation here. So let's go to the uh, Republican National Convention. Of course, yesterday, uh, last night in particular, was the vice president's night uh, as he accepts the party's nomination uh, for the second time as vice president. And it, this was interesting. As as I was anticipating this speech, I, I wanted to see, OK, is he going to do anything here that is going to be out of the ordinary? Anything that might be a signal for 2024, uh, whether this administration wins another four years or not? Uh, Mike Pence will clearly be in the, the middle of the middle of all conversations presidential for 2024. Uh, so I was kind of looking for some signals there. Uh, but he started off in a uh, in a safe space. Uh for uh, Mike Pence, which he often does, he's not a he's not a lighted up kind of speaker. He's not a rally the crowd, which was good because he didn't have a big crowd. Uh, but he had a historic backdrop to be sure. Uh, speaking from Fort McHenry, there, uh, site of uh, really important historic events. Uh, but first, he simply accepted his party's nomination. So, with gratitude for the confidence President Donald Trump has placed in me, the support of our Republican Party, and the grace of God. 
I humbly accept your nomination to run and serve as Vice President of the United States. So again, that's uh, Mike Pence uh, accepting the nomination for Vice President. And he went on and uh, he, he talked about a lot of different things that were quite interesting. He talked about some of the violence, some of the things going on around the country. He also talked about the pandemic, the coronavirus, and most important, how Americans, what principles they are applying to actually move forward. After all the sacrifice in this year like no other, all the hardship, we're finding our way forward again. But tonight, our hearts are with all the families who've lost loved ones and have family members still struggling with serious illness. In this country, we mourn with those who mourn. We grieve with those who grieve. And this night, I know that millions of Americans will pause and pray for God's comfort for each of you. You know, our country doesn't get through such a time unless its people find strength within. The response of doctors, nurses, first responders, farmers, factory workers, truckers, and everyday Americans who put the health and safety of their neighbors first has been nothing short of heroic. And that really was the theme for the night was uh, American exceptionalism, uh, the great heroes we have around us, as the vice president pointed out, that uh, it's the everyday people. It's the, the teachers in the classroom. It's the neighbor helping a neighbor in need. It's, it's all the things that we often take for granted here in the state of Utah and many of our extraordinary communities here where people do just that. They, they show up. They stay late. They make a difference. They volunteer. And that really is the heart and soul of the nation. So I, I was pleased that the vice president went there. It was, uh, it was much less a speech about him, much more a speech about the country and the principles that drive our behavior, uh, which I thought was really interesting. Of course, it was a big night for Burgess Owens, a uh, candidate for uh, Congress in, the, in Utah's 4th Congressional District. Uh, he had his moment, uh, again, a pre-recorded speech. He recorded that in uh, D.C., I believe on Monday or Tuesday of this week, but that uh, played out. And he w- he went to his personal story, which, of course, is a, an important part of uh, introducing yourself to the nation. Uh, he's obviously in a very heated race with uh, current representative Ben McAdams. And uh, he, he went to his personal story. And I thought probably the most important thing uh, coming out of the Burgess Owens speech was its authenticity. Uh, he didn't just talk about being a great NFL player, winning a Super Bowl. He actually talked about failure and failure not being final. We live in a country where we're encouraged to dream big, where second chances are at the core of our American DNA. We don't hear that same message from Nancy Pelosi's Congress, career politicians, elitists, and even a former bartender want us to believe it's impossible. They want us to believe that what I did, what my great-great-grandfather did, is impossible for ordinary Americans. As patriots, we know better. This November, we stand at a crossroad. Mobs torched our cities while popular members of Congress promote the same socialism that my father fought against in World War II. We have a Democratic candidate for president who says that I'm not black if I don't vote for him. Now more than ever, we need leaders who stand by their principles and won't compromise their values for political opportunities. Now more than ever, we need leaders who will stand up to the lawlessness supported by the radical left. This November, we have an opportunity to reject the mob mentality and once again be the America that my great-great-grandfather believed in. During the Trump administration, business ownership among blacks, Hispanics, and females have reached all-time highs. 
Those same groups enjoyed record low unemployment and unprecedented prosperity, and we're just getting started. I'm running for Congress because we don't need more career politicians. We need a few more chimney sweeps. We need more leaders. Like- and that's uh, Burgess Owens last night uh, gave his speech there at the Republican National Convention. I thought there were some really solid moments uh, in there. Again, especially his personal story as he talked about going from making a lot of money, being an NFL player, to really losing it all and ending up uh, as a chimney sweep and a nighttime security guard. Uh, and then how he built forward from there. Uh, I thought that was a really important moment. Uh, finally, I want to get to this uh uh, Representative Dan Crenshaw, former Navy SEAL, uh, he had uh, a few things to say that I think really captured the essence of what the Republicans were trying to do last night. Uh, I really think he caught the essence of it in this speech. Here's the truth about America. We are a country of heroes. I believe that. So should you. We are a people with a common set of ideals conceived in liberty. People that have sacrificed time and again for our freedom and the freedom of others. That's something no other country ever, anywhere, can claim. We need to remind ourselves what heroism really is. Heroism is self-sacrifice. It's not moralizing and lecturing over others when they disagree. Heroism is grace, not perpetual outrage. Heroism is rebuilding our communities, not destroying them. Heroism is renewing faith in the symbols that unite us, not tearing them down. See, America is a fabric. It's woven from the threads of history's best stories, best attributes, and greatest ideas. The American spirit reflects the oldest and most important virtues, self-sacrifice, courage, tolerance, love of country, grace, and passion for human achievement. We can decide right now that American greatness will not be rejected nor squandered. As the American founding was grounded in individual liberty, so will be our future. But if we are to rediscover our strength, then it must be an endeavor undertaken by each and every one of us. We must become the heroes that we so admire. America was built by them our future will be protected by them. It will be protected by you. So God bless America. All right. And uh, as we've been talking about the last several days, it is these principles. Uh, 73% of Americans believe that the best and most powerful way to unite the country is through those founding principles. Uh, and I think that's true. And I think that's right, uh, because it's really the only way to march forward. Well, we'll watch uh, one more night of the Republican National Convention tonight. Of course, President Trump will take center stage there. Uh, this will be his second uh, taking of the nomination, and it will really mark the pivot into the fall election. And so it's going to be fascinating to see where he goes tonight, a uh, host of other speakers. Uh, but really, it's the president's night tonight. And so we'll watch that close and uh, follow up with on that here on KSL News Radio. All right, we're going to go ahead and step aside for a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to be joined by Christian Sagers. We're going to talk about college life amid COVID-19, the fact that college students are now being expected to act like adults, even after we've been treating them like children. Find out more next. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.